and welcome to the latest episode of Operation Sequel. This one's going to be kind of a big one because we're talking about Ocarina of Time. With me today is going to be Craig because he's a bro and he wanted to play Ocarina of Time. Yes. Hello. So we're not going to change the format too much. It's just going to be kind of hearing two voices, but we shouldn't change the podcast format too much. So to start us off, um, in the director's seat, we've got a bunch of people. We have Toru Osawa, Yoichi Yamada, Eiji Ayanuma, who is a big name nowadays, uh, Yoshiaki Koizumi, and Toshio Iwakaki. It was released on the N64 in Japan on November the 21st, 1998, and then in North America, November the 23rd, 1998. Europe, December the 11th, 1998, and Australia on the 18th of December of the same year. And then whatever the IQ player is, Dave, have you ever heard of the IQ player? I have. IQ was this weird thing that Nintendo tried to do a plug-and-play console in China only. And okay. it, it was just on little flashcards that you could plop yeah. into the controller. So, yeah. Cool. So it was released in China on the IQ player in November of 2003. Uh, in the producer slot, we, we've got, of course, uh, Mr. Miyamoto. And in the writer slot is Shigeru Miyamoto, Toru Osawa, and Yoshiaki Koizumi again. Of course, the music was done by the wonderful Koji Kondo. So I guess to start us off, we should do the usual reading of the manual. And this time it is it is a bit long. So bear with us and we'll try to get through it. Mm-hmm. Are we doing it a word each? Yeah, yeah, a word each. <laughs> that won't be hell to edit. <clears throat> a long time ago. Before life began, before the world had form, three golden goddesses descended upon the chaotic land of Hyrule. They were Din, the goddess of power, Neru, the goddess of wisdom, and Feori, the goddess of courage. Din, with her strong flaming arms, cultivated the land to create the earth. Neru poured her wisdom onto the earth to give the spirit of law to the world. Feori's rich soul created all life forms who would uphold the law. These three great goddesses returned to the heavens, leaving it behind the golden sacred Triforce. Since then, the Triforce has become the basis for Hyrule's providence. Where the Triforce stood became sacred land. Paragraph 3. In the vast, deep forest of Hyrule, the great Deku tree served as the guardian spirit. The children of the forest, the Kokiri, lived within the great Deku tree. I added words. I know, I know. Each Kokiri had his or her own guardian fairy, except one. His name was Link. Except in my case, it was named Jinkai. And Craig, what was yours named? Um, Mine was named Pink because Luke had previously named his save file Link on the DS. So I just went with Pink. All right, Pink works. Early one morning, Link was having a nightmare. It was the same nightmare he had every night. During a storm, Link would find himself standing in front of a mysterious castle. A rider on horseback carrying a girl would race by. The girl would look at Link as if to say something. Then another rider would appear. This big man clad in black would look down menacingly at Link. Link would then awaken. Link, hey, get up, Link. The great Deku tree wants to talk to you. As Link opened his eyes, he saw a fairy floating in front of him. The fairy's name was Navi. Navi was sent to summon Link to the great Deku Tree. Oh Navi, thou hast returned, said the Deku Tree. Thank you, Link, for coming. Thy slumber, these past moons must have been restless and full of nightmares. A vile climate pre- What the hell word is that? Pervades. 
I've never held that word in my life. <laughs> a vile climate pervades this world. Verily, ye have felt it. The time has come to test thine courage. I have been cursed. I need you to dispel the curse with your wisdom and courage. Art thou prepared? Link entered the great Deku tree and broke the curse. Well done, Link. I knew that you were worthy. Oh, I not not that I knew you. I knew that ye were worthy of carrying out my wishes. A wicked man of the desert cast this dreadful curse on me, employing his vile, sorcerous energies. The evil one is searching for the sacred realm connected to Hyrule, for it is there that one will find the divine relic, the Triforce, that contains the essence of the gods. Whoever holds the Triforce can make their wishes come true. Thou must never allow the desert man to lay his hands on the sacred Triforce. Bloody hell. <laughs> Thou must rough, never dude. suffer that man to enter the sacred realm of legend. Link, go now to Hyrule Castle. There you will surely meet the Princess of Destiny. Present this stone to the Princess. I have foreseen that she will understand everything. The Great Deku Tree gave Link the spiritual stone of the forest. Before dying, the Deku Tree's last words were, The future defends on thee, Link. Thou art courageous. Whew. Well, yeah, that, that really tests our storytelling strengths as dads. It does, doesn't it? Yeah. yeah. All right, so now that you've heard that, I don't think there's really a need to play it. because no, we, no, that's we, it. That was wonderfully, wonderfully done. All right, so uh, I guess we'll get started with Craig. When was the last time, if at all, that you played? I have never played this game before, Dave. Never. It was, it was actually um, when you brought brought up playing it. Luke had said, "Oh, I've got it on the DS. Why don't I just give you a shot of it?" So I thought, "Yeah, you know what? Yeah, I'm going to go for it because this was the earliest back Zelda that I'd ever played." Wow! So I thought, "I'm going to go. I'm going to go for it." So this was my first. Uh, this was probably my, my second or third. I can't remember if I had beaten it a second time, but I mean, it was when it was new. So it's been a good long time. Well, since since those dates that we announced, mm-hmm. since I've played this one. Um, I guess let, let's start off with a positive. Uh, Craig, what do you think of the music? I, I liked the music. I did. I liked the usual um, themed, to, you know, like the forest tune and the Lost Woods tune. I thought oh, yeah. everything was great, but I think the the ocarina tunes were spot on you know drawn from whatever the scenery music was and you just had to play a few notes i um the game was all about that that music and those tunes i think they did a good job overall uh i don't have a particular favorite i don't think i don't think i did you have a favorite tune of to play on the ocarina is there any that you remember well you've got to remember them off by heart uh, oddly enough, probably uh, Zelda's Lullaby is probably my favorite mm-hmm. on the ocarina. It's just ingrained in my brain. Yeah. Uh, in, in terms of world music, I think most of it is good. There's a few dungeons themes which are nothing but ambiance, so you can't really yeah. rate them. Um, what about in terms of areas? Like like for me, Garuda Valley is, is hands down my favorite Zelda track ever. Love that track. I, I agree, Dave. I think Gerudo Valley was actually the best the best track in there. Um, yeah, that was the one that had that very Spanish guitar sound to it. Yes, and the actual the the setting set the kind of villa and the yes. hill. It's Wonderful. all it's all there. Yeah. So Craig, coming back to this, and and you're a very modern man coming back to the old school. Uh, did you find the tech speed maddeningly slow? Yes. Oh God, yes. 
yes I just want I, I just want to press um, I was mashing buttons trying to get through it and then you always mash the button at the end where they're saying <laughs> yeah did, did you hear why did you understand that do you want me to repeat that and no why is the default yes I want you to repeat it yeah far far I, far I have too no slow. idea why Nintendo in every game so far has had the slowest text I've ever dealt with yeah it's awful. It's, your inner monologue is screaming at you <laughs> so um all right so so we have a bad point on the text what do you think about the graphics well now this i thought the graphics were actually rather lovely um places like in hyrule castle village the village i thought it was spot on the buildings that were in there the temple of time around the back and the camera angles used in that area i just it it was mind-blowing how nice it was. You know, where you get that fixed. I don't know, because you, you're on the N64. I don't know exactly how yeah. faithfully it was recreated. Um, they recreated a lot of it from the ground up. Like, um, you ever see an old Resident Evil game? The way it looks like PS1? Yeah, yeah. Temple of Time looked worse than that. It was it was this jumbled um, mess. But it's nice oh, to yeah. hear that they actually, you know, updated it for the 3DS. So on the 3DS, those kind of areas are nice. Yeah, when you look when you look side by side and the screen, some of the screenshots you've been sending me in messages, it's like wow, it, it, the 3DS have, have is a fantastic version of this game. That part I, I'll describe the first time I got to Hyrule Castle and you run through, you get a top down fixed view, very actually Resident Evil. You get a fixed viewpoint yeah. and you run along the walkway and then into the center and you, when you run around to the Temple of Time you get two angled shots on the Temple of Time which are just like that's really really nicely done so I, I thought the graphics were fine the character models were fine again looking side by side with the N64 Princess Zelda is looking quite good in the 3DS and n- not so much sorry Zelda sorry yeah, s- some some people have a very bad case of the woof face yeah, uh, Naburu and Ganondorf being big ones. I mean, they they, they got schnozzes on them suckers. Now, now on, on a side technical note, on the 3DS, it's actually running at 30 frames per second. Mm-hmm. Whereas in on the N64 version, even if you play it on the Wii U Virtual Console, it is locked pretty much to 20. And oh. Europe is even worse because it gets locked at 17. Wow. That's slower than your eyes, isn't it? It's is, it's South Park level slow, but yeah. I will say for for in its defense, you don't really notice it. I mean, you can if you look for it, but if you get into the game, you don't really notice how kind of slow the frame rate is. So I will give that one a pass because it works within this game. I mean, mm-hmm. did you find everything fluid and nice on the 3DS? Yeah. Absolutely beautiful. The control. Uh, the controls were, uh, we'll get to the controls but overall roaming about the place everything was smooth there was no real delay in loading times there was no frame rate drops there was not absolutely nothing everything was on point in fact that's a complete lie there was one <laughs> point you had a frame <laughs> drop and it was the first stage of the battle with Ganondorf when oh really he, yeah um, when he's in the middle and you hit him with the light arrow that animation yeah. where he comes crashing down I was on it on the side and tr- trying to jump into the middle it slowed right down every single time and that was the first and only time there was a frame rate drop oh well, that's not too bad considering uh, speaking yeah. of the controls like you just brought up how did you find the controls on the 3DS uh, 
took a while to get used to it. The first person aiming of arrows and stuff took me wholly by surprise. I was like, oh my goodness, this is terrible. And the motion controls were activated by default on the DS. You've got your, your tilt controls. So I'm inside the Deku tree trying to look up at <laughs> a spider. And I was lying in my bed at the time. My wife was sleeping and I thought, I'm going to give this a wee go. And I'm like almost upside down in my bed, flailing about the place, trying to figure out how to shoot this spider. <laughs> in the end, I gave up and put it down. And it wasn't until I spoke to Luke and he was like, oh yeah, you can turn that off. But oh, that I should have checked the options. So the tilt controls were straight off. And since then, apart from getting used to the first person side of things, mm-hmm. it was all right. Now, how do they do the C buttons on the 3DS? Right. What you've got is you've got your X and Y buttons are mapped to two of your inventory items, whatever you want to pick on the touchpad underneath. And oh, then okay. you get two extra customizable touchpad buttons. So you've got two physical and two touchpad buttons to allocate four weapons to. Oh, that's that's not fair. It's really nice. So if you're playing on the Wii U, normally the right stick is mapped completely to the C buttons. So, you know, C up is just right analog stick up and left and right. Now, the problem with that is that that Wii analog stick is kind of squiffy. So you'll flick it left, but then it'll flick a little bit to the right. So you'll end up selecting oh. what's to the right. Uh, I ended up abandoning that for this weird, convoluted, like, I, I guess kind of close to the 3DS where I had two buttons on X and Y, and then the third one was uh, the minus button. So anything I didn't need all the time, like, say, the ocarina, it was always on the minus button. Uh, the ocarina had its own button as well on the touchscreen, as did the map. Oh, okay. Your, your items and your inventory. How did they do uh, inventory? Did you always have to hit start, go into the inventory, no, equip no, no. everything? It was <sighs> down the bottom. So you've got items. I'm gonna I'll cobble this together because I can't remember exactly the the order. You've got your ocarina at the bottom left. Then you've got map, items, and weapons, and all of those you could allocate to your custom buttons. So you could just tap it, and while you were still in the game and gameplay, you could just tap your inventory and, for example, put on your iron boots or map oh. your iron boots to a physical button. Oh, that's really Mr. nice. Water Temple. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, I mean, that would eliminate a lot of the frustration of even like the last couple of dungeons with the hover boots, where it's like put on yeah, the hover yeah. boots, take them off, put them on. Uh, that's actually a big. I'm sure we'll talk about that later. Yeah, yeah. yeah we'll, we'll we'll get back to that. But the controls were spot on. The, you've got your mini map at the bottom of the top screen. You've got your big map at the on the bottom screen, and you can oh, tap nice. to zoom in on that. Now, now, in the same vein, what do you think about the combat? I found combat for the most part was okay. The all targeting was a little weird at times because you know it would target something else or it wouldn't target what you're directly looking at. Uh, other than the jump attack, the jump attacks seem to go off in the middle of nowhere sometimes for no yeah. good reason. I I managed to get through the whole game without truly figuring out how to actually purposefully do a jump attack. <laughs> I I didn't struggle with any part of it. There was I didn't I, don't, I didn't die. I actually went overkill on my preparation for Ganondorf with oh, really? the amount of hearts I had. Yeah, I I didn't take a hit. In the final battle, I took many hits on the escape from the tower. Oh, okay, yeah. Uh, I didn't take many hits on the the uh, ping the pong back and forth, 
but on, on the, the beast getting it, it kind of got hit a couple times i am um, one thing I did want to say, in case you are interested in this kind of thing, not so much you, Craig, because you're a Philistine, but everybody else, is is this game is widely renowned for being one of the first games to actually come up with C targeting, which is the uh, targeting and locking on in the 3D space. It's not the first to come up with it. The first one was Mega Man Legends, but this is the first one to where you can actually move and interact with things while you're still locked on. So it's very notable for that. Because without that, you know, games would be very different today. They would. I I couldn't have played that without it. No, yeah, I, that... I almost never killed anything non-locked on. All right, so so Craig, yes. you uh, you you wake up, you go through your village, you run into that one really pain in the butt guy who won't let you into the Deku tree yet. Oh, that guy. Yeah. Yeah, I don't like that guy either. Oh, so, I don't so... like that guy at all. What were you? What was your expectations versus your reality? Like, like, what were you expecting to go into? Since you're coming from like Breath of the Wild, the biggest thing that was unexpected for me was not so much the size of the game, but the complexity of it. I think it was a lot. There was a lot more to it than what I had first thought there was going to be. <laughs> in ter- you know, in terms of. It, it's not bad dungeon design or anything, but I didn't expect to go into in a 3D space, which is quite a small dungeon, like the forest dungeon or something like that. Oh, yeah. And spend a billion hours trying to get, you know, reconfigure it to get oh, what yeah. I wanted. The twisted corridors and there was a wee bit of repetition and a wee bit of annoyance falling off platforms and having to run around the whole thing again. But oh, I didn't um, expect it to be this complex. I, I will disagree. I think some of the dungeons are kind of bad design, but it, I'll give them a oh, little yeah. bit of leeway because, you know, it's their first big 3D dungeon thing. I mean, not even Super Mario 64 is is this complex in moving parts. Yeah, I think that, that was it. And I, this was that, what you're saying there. It was what I felt towards the end was that some of it was complex for the sake of being complex. Why am I doing this? So, so in, in Forest Temple, right? Yes. Um, I got stumped for a long time. Uh, you know that twisted hallway, right? Yeah. I forgot that you can shoot the eyeball again and change it back. And so oh. I spent a good hour running around going, where am I supposed to go? I can't check a guy <laughs> this early. <laughs> But yeah, the, the Forest Temple reminded me of, oh yeah, this is 90% puzzle game, 10% combat. Now, there are some things I will say are, are definite cons. Uh, like, for instance, there are some gating mechanics that are very weird, like you need very certain triggers. Yeah, a lot, a lot of the times I felt like that. Like, I felt like if I needed a specific item, it was quite a lot of luck that I actually had it in my inventory already. Oh, yeah. Uh, for me, I got all the way to the... Which door is it? I forget which door it is. I just played it uh, yesterday, but I forget. Uh, the one door in Ganon's keep where you have to shoot the torch, walk across the, the, the invisible ice blocks, then shoot the torch again, oh, walk across, yeah. and get the golden gauntlets. I made it all the way to that point without getting the fire arrows because I forgot about the fire arrows. Ah. Uh, and so I, I was really fire. stumped. Yeah, I, that again was complete luck that I had fire arrows. So, uh, Hyrule Field. Like, when yes. I was a kid, Hyrule Field was its own game. It was huge. You could do so much, like, run exactly straight on to a fence and have a opponent jump it. 
how dare you decide to try to do it at an angle. That is heresy. I know. Yeah. But now, coming back to Hyrule Field, it's still kind of impressive for an N64 game. I mean, it's probably like normal for a 3DS game, but even the little things they managed to do, like lens flares and, and really far draw distances, that that's a definite plus in its favor on N64. I mean, did Hyrule Field scream anything to you other than, eh, it's a hub? That's exactly what it screamed to me, Dave. <laughs> it's a hub. I just, I made sure that I was on a beeline without any chain fences or, you know, fences in the way <laughs> to get from yep. one place to another place and that was it so uh, another couple of the small niggling complaints i have is i don't know why nintendo will throw you into a world and say yeah figure it out yet every time you pick up a piece of equipment they will tell you how to equip it every single time yeah it's just a Nintendo thing. Nintendo have specific ways. One of the things, or two of the notes I've got, have got to do with Navi, and it's just a <laughs> Nintendo thing. And one of them is, the DS is very good at putting to sleep. You can flick a switch, it goes to sleep, you flick it back on, and you're exactly where you left. You don't need to save it, exit the game, switch it off, and then reboot it. It's just in and out. But every single time you switch it back on and start running, Navi pops up. Oh, you're quite tired. Are you tired? Do you need to take a break? And no, I've just picked up this DS, Navi. Leave me alone. And the other thing was, mid-boss battle, Navi pops up. Oh, are you stuck? You know? Oh, wow. Do you want really? to go? Oh, yeah, yeah. Now, now, see, there are, I mean, like, in, in the N64 version, Navi isn't near as obtrusive, unless she's the one that just knocked over my notes. But um, she doesn't really interrupt anything, but you're constantly yeah. getting the, hey, listen, hey, hey, over here. Listen. Hey. Yeah. Yeah. Um, now, one nice thing I do like is is if you're on an enemy and you have him Z-locked, you can hit the Navi button and Navi will tell you a little bit about it, even if it's a boss. Not so much how to yes. defeat it, just a little extra flavor. I like that. That is, that is very cool. A couple of the weird things that really started to get to me after a while is... There's just some very odd things that they decide to do. I don't know if they're deciding to show off the tech or try to immerse you more in this world, but like, did you have that cutscene where you watch the Goron leader dance for like a minute and a half? Yeah. This yeah. weird flailing dance. And it's like, okay, 30 seconds would have been great. A minute, and you're really starting to push it. Another, another weird little thing is like, great, the great fairies. You take it, you found a couple. Oh, the great phrase? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Every time you go in there, it's like, oh, crap, I need what this gives me, but I don't want to have to sit here and watch it. Mm -hmm. Because every... Oh, by the way, how did they look? Because on N64, to give that a quick Google, they are extremely ugly-looking things. Uh, they are not the bonniest creatures <laughs> by far. All right, uh, uh, on on uh, the plus note of, of the weird showing off the tech thing would be the Master Sword sequence. Uh, hands down, so far, my favorite. It, it has nice gravitas to it. You go up, you pull out the Master Sword. Feels good to do it. And um, I don't know about you, but uh, seeing Adult Link for the first time since I've started playing with the NES one, it feels really cool to see Adult Link. Uh, he's got, again, a bit of a case of the expressive face. But other than that, he's he's not too bad. I, I like the way he looks. I like the way he feels. Uh, on the same on the same token as as the the message speed. Let's talk. Let's talk the sages, Craig. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So 
why are we always supposed to be surprised when the one Goron who has a name turns out to be the Goron Sage? And, and, and the same thing with like Rudo. It's like, oh, wow, I'm the Sage. Well, duh, you're the only one I've talked to, really. What did you expect? Uh, the s same thing goes with with the the telling you to equip thing. It's like, all right, guys, let's let's keep this moving. The medallion you give me that says you, it will give me power actually does nothing. So let's let's keep this moving. Like a lot of the times, that's where I decided to break for the night. Was I I don't feel like watching that stupid great sage cutscene again. So let's just call it a night. Yeah, I I got very very bold with them very quickly and then I got really angry I got really angry <laughs> Dave towards the end because you get your sages you go to Hyrule Castle which is now Ganondorf's castle and like we the great sages will give you a bridge and I'm like I've just done all of that for, for a bridge, bridge. <laughs> yep. so I went through the rest of the game really angry until you know they helped towards uh, the, the very end Zelda's pinned down and they do do their thing but the entire time I was I was absolutely fizzing I thought oh I don't know that for a bridge I could have just jumped over there yeah you have a hook shot man just, just yeah. use it um, and what about you? What do you got for like weird oddball things that just irked you? Uh, never pick a fight with a chicken. I don't know if you... <laughs> yeah, never. Never pick a fight with a chicken, Craig. Ever. No, no. That was uh, my first and only death in the game was by chicken. <laughs> carpenters. Why do the carpenters run the way they run? With their arms in the air like they're on fire, except they're not white. And they're, they're, they're all a bit... They scared me a wee bit. Or, or like, here's, a better, here's a better question, Craig. Why did we have to rescue them? To build the bridge that we that could we jump don't over. Need anymore? Yeah. yeah, we could have rescued the carpenters to build a bridge over to the castle. Yeah, see, that that would have been great. Or I don't and know, maybe we... rescue the carpenters at a point where you don't have the long shot yet. And it's only when you get the long shot you can skip it. Uh, didn't get the carpenters. That whole that. I was going to say mission there, that's not quite the right word, but it's the most mission-y quest. mission quest, but I'll say mission, to okay. um, Tom Clancy, the, <laughs> the villa, <laughs> and, and Save the Carpenters was one of my favourites, although it was a bit odd, you know, because I was kind of going through it thinking, why am I killing these people? I'm hitting them and they jump out of the screen or they fall asleep when I shoot them with an arrow. <laughs> They're not dying. As in real life. Yeah, yeah, exactly. As in real life, I kind of, there's something to this, and then obviously, oh yeah, oh, you know, you're friends with us now. Here's this token, so you don't get attacked again, and all the people that you've just subdued are all alive again. I can't stand that part. I can't stand. I, I hate I quite, Metal I quite Gear like that. Really? All right. Okay. Yeah, uh, yeah. On the N64, the camera angles really hard sometimes. Oh. Like, there are some funky-looking camera angles sometimes. And it does that thing where if you're holding straight and then the camera angle changes, you don't keep going straight for a little bit. You immediately 90-degree angle. Oh, it's like, gosh. ah, yeah. I hate that. It's odd with the camera angles. I didn't. It, it wasn't until a couple of dungeons in that I realised that if I tapped my L trigger, it would recenter the camera. <laughs> and and before that, I, I was I was going absolutely mad, running in circles trying to get the camera to turn around. <laughs> After I figured that out, every time I would go somewhere that I was going, I wasn't just running about. I was purposefully doing something. I would jump to a platform, turn reset the camera angle all in a, in a kind of static 
jump, turn, reset the camera, and then move again. And that's the way I ended up playing through the rest of the game. It was quite uh, mechanical, Stop, start. I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. I couldn't easily run from platform to platform jumping. Yeah, they're not laid out in a very flowing way. No, they're not. On that note, though, the once you get used to it, the auto-jump thing is actually yes. not bad to live with. You there know are a you're couple times most... it got me, but for the most part, oh, no, yeah. it's not bad at all. Like, no, I was just walking towards the edge. You didn't need to jump me off and yeah, put me at the start yeah, of the dungeon. Yeah, don't jump. Um, all right, so now that we're talking about dungeons, um, there are two big ones that, that players on the whole generally just can't stand. And mm. one of them is, do you remember the Princess Rudo part where you're going through Jabu Jabu? Yes. And you got to yes. save her. How did that strike you? This time, I actually didn't think it was too bad. Right, okay, so let's just say, why couldn't she stand up and move? Why, She's a why spoiled do you have to princess, Craig. You she can't, is a spoiled you can't princess, and she still moaned, didn't she? She actually moaned. She did. Uh, yeah, you couldn't do anything right at all for Princess no. Rudo. If she had been fairly pleasant and said, look, while I was in here, I broke both my legs to, to carry me, <laughs> I would have been fine with that. But the, it was it was only her that was the problem with it. Yeah, I and, think it's a fairly um, toxic relationship between the two. Yeah. Yeah, I, th I thought it was a bit unfair that if you um, put her down and, say, accidentally go into the next area and go back yeah. to get her, she's already reset. That's a wee bit unfair because sometimes, you know, things happen. Yeah, yeah, it happened to me once or twice where it's like, oh crap, wow, I gotta go all the way back. Ah, crap. Now, the other big one is, of course, the monumental one that scarred a whole bunch of kids was Water Temple. And it is still awful. It is awful. And I knew that the Water Temple was awful before going into it. I think a few nights ago, I messaged you and I said, I'm pottering about because I don't want to go into the Water Temple. <laughs> but I didn't find it that bad. And I do think a lot of that was down to the controls and being able to switch the boots off at will just by tapping a button. Oh, yeah. Uh, a lot of it was very stop, put the boots on, go do something, yeah. take the boots off, go back. It was very frustrating. It was. But it is... Well, I thought it was a wee bit... It was It was too complex for what it is. It's a, it's a water puzzle. It should have been something... And I'm not a level designer or something, but at its most simple, it should have been something like you had to drain the place, do something on one level, raise the water, do something on the next level, raise the water, do something on the third level, job done. Yeah. Without lower, raise lower, run around here, press a switch or hammer the switch. I, I thought it was a wee bit convoluted. Yeah, it almost seems like they stuck it in there to make sure people didn't complete it very fast. Like, uh, people are getting through this game really fast. Let's let's give them a water temple. Why not? Now, have you discovered, just on a side curious note, have you discovered anything that is as bad as the water temple in any of the other Zelda games you've played? No. Alright, and that gives me hope. Gives me hope. It's been a while. Um uh what was your favorite dungeon? Favorite dungeon was probably it probably was the Water Temple, you know. Um Alright, no, no, you're, no, you're done. No, you're done. That's the last one. It was a joke. It was a joke. For me it was Shadow Temple. Really liked the the creepy atmosphere there. Especially if you count going into the well and fighting Dead Hand as part of that. 
that that was strangely creepy for, to, to run into for a Zelda game. I really like that quite a bit. And of course, my favorite boss is Bongo Bongo. I, I like the design on that thing. I like the fight. It's a lot of fun. Uh, Bongo Bongo for me. If if you're gonna have a boss conversation, Bongo Bongo can go jump off a cliff. He was the only <laughs> person in the whole the uh, the whole game that gave me any trouble whatsoever was Bongo Bongo. Oh really? Dark Link didn't give you any trouble. Dark Link was a wall for for a good fifteen minutes really? for me. Yeah, I ran towards the thing, turned around, ran back. Dark Link pops up. I didn't take a hit off him. I killed him in four or five. I just mashed, swipe, hitting with a. Oh, I wonder if they changed it. Here, it, he, he almost input reads. Like, the, he is good on, on the N64 oh. version, at least. Or maybe I'm just terrible. But yeah, I ended up having to, to do a little bit of a cheese with the, the hammer. Uh, Shadow Link doesn't have the Biggeron sword, which I had, so if you use that, it doesn't oh, fight back. Oh, you did do it. Okay. Yeah. Now, see, I didn't do the Biggeron sword quest this time. I, I did Master Sword all the way. I did. I, I came across the guy, and I had to. You know, it's like, you come across someone's oh, yeah. like, blah, yeah. blah, blah, blah. I had to do it, so, and I hadn't, I hadn't, I didn't know what I was getting into. It was a bit, again, that was one of the quests, the timed quest, I don't like a timed quest. There's something oh, yeah. about timed quest that I just I'm not a fan of, and the fact that you have to go across Hyrule Field in two minutes to you know Zora Domain to get a frog, and then run back <laughs> to the, the lab to make eye drops to run up Death Mountain a bit. Why is this a timed quest? If this was a regular thing that this Goron needed eye drops. This shouldn't be the normal process to get my drops. <laughs> there were a lot of side things like that that I just didn't want to put up the hassle. Like I only made it through the game with three bottles. I didn't feel like going and getting all the you know the fourth bottle, and I didn't feel yeah. like getting the ice arrows and and all those kind of. I didn't even get any any extra heart containers. This was just the heart okay. containers from the boss. Uh, run I, I I don't know why my patience was very slim this time in dealing with very tedious things I don't quite know why I, I it's part of the game design and I don't think it's bad maybe it's just because it, it did not age very well this is the thing as well I thought that the, everything extra that I worked towards getting was useless because the rest of the game was so easy I ended up with seven heart containers maybe 18 okay. by the end of it and three bottles with three fairies and full health I'd absolutely everything and I went in and it was I felt a wee bit deflated I felt like I'd geared up for a challenge and it, I didn't get it now see all. I find that is, it's a running trend in Zelda games so there's a lot of useless stuff that you could pick up that in the end don't do anything. Uh, I, yeah. I just checked and yeah, this time I had 12 heart containers. And okay. I guess if you didn't get the defense upgrade from the Great Fairy that cuts all your damage down by half, then yeah, that might've been a bit challenging because you could only take, what, maybe three hits from Ganon and you were toast. Yeah. So How yeah, did you maybe... beat Ganon, the second Ganon? Oh, Beast Ganon? Yeah. Uh, Deku Nuts. Okay. Yeah, you just toss one, stun him, smack him in the tail. I don't know if I either 
glitched it, cheated, or was just really good. But anytime he went to take a swing at you, you could roll between his legs and hit his tail. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, in the second phase, you're right. Yep. Mm-hmm. I, I didn't know if I was doing it wrong, but it felt it felt cheaty. As I was doing it, I was like, oh, what am I Because I'd bigger on sword, roll <laughs> through, whack, whack, whack. A couple of times, he was dead, and I was a bit, oh, have I ruined yeah, this for myself? So far, every, every Zelda game has a bit of an anti-climax in the fact that Ganon is by far not the hardest boss. Yeah. Like, for me, the the hardest boss this time that I got to say I probably got the most frustration out of was the, <laughs> again, Water Temple boss, the parasitic uh, water oh, yeah. thing. Yeah. Just trying to line up the hook shot to pull that sucker out, just really frustrating. I don't think I had an issue with that, and I think I there must be some other difference. I'll see if I can ever play the N64 version, but there must be something that made yeah, I wonder. aiming easier, because I had no problems aiming hook shots, aiming at once I turned the tilt controls off. Absolutely no issue whatsoever. Uh, maybe it was quicker on the DS. Maybe the the fine tune. Well, it's also made or... directly for that pad. Whereas if you use a newer pad on the Wii U console, the N sixty four stick was very analog and mechanical. So mm-hmm. you know it felt almost like a, an arcade joystick without the clicks. And these thumbsticks oh. aren't quite that way, so it was very hard. There's no acceleration. So if you jam it all the way up, it just always moves at the same speed as if you just touched it a little. So it is a bit tricky to line up those first-person shots if you decide to play the virtual console route. Uh, one thing I did, did note coming from the older Zelda games is it's nice to see ideas from the older Zelda games in 3D now. Like, you know those rooms you go into where the tiles come up off the floor and they smack you in the face? Yeah. Yeah. It's nice to see things like that, or even old enemies like Octoroks and Like Likes, things like that. It is very cool to see them in a full 3D model. The, the Like Likes, just on a side note there, they, I didn't feel comfortable with them. I don't. <laughs> do you know? I don't know if you know what I mean. But it, every time I, I had to run away, and it wasn't. I, I have to run away because he's going to steal my shield, and he's going to steal my tunic. I had to run away because I really it creeped me out a wee bit. I, I was a wee bit like, <laughs> get away from me. <laughs> no, no. For me, it was like, oh, don't take my shield. Oh, don't take my shield. Don't take my shield. Uh, luckily, yeah. this run, I lost no shield, so I like like. So yeah, I lost bonus. my blue tunic. Ah, oh. now, now, are you a blue tunic man, a green tunic man, or a red tunic man? I red, apart from obviously when you needed the blue, yeah. I was red. I was red link the whole time too. Yeah. All right, I like that. Red link, speedy link, speedy link. Yeah, because red, red, like a red car is faster than a, a, a white oh, car. Oh, that is same. true. That is true. All he needed was lights on his shoes, and he would have been exactly. Yeah. Blazing fast. Now, now, not not ever having played this game, how long did it take you to realize that Sheik was Zelda? Oh, the best part of eight seconds. Now, because <laughs> because you know playing, it, it's like wow, that is really obvious. But you yeah. know, I was like, okay, well, maybe if you haven't played it before, you know, you'll be along for the ride, and <gasps> it's Zelda. No, I guess it really doesn't no. fly, huh? It doesn't at all. I do think that Link is a great hero because he he's really slow. He's very slow. Yeah. Um, every time his ocarina learns a song, he looks at it in amazement and wonder, even though it happened 20 seconds before. Yeah. 
every time, every time Sheik appears, it's <gasps> it's like God, he was he was just here and yeah, it's I know, like yeah, a big surprise. There's a good bit of character built into the dialogue as well. I thought it was really charming, and it's just the first example I hit when you first meet Zelda. And just standing there, and she says something along the lines of, "Do you have the green? Is it a rune you've got, or the green stone, whatever?" Yeah, the magic stone. Yeah, yeah. Do you have that? And you can say no. So I thought, you know what? I'm going to say no. And she's just like, "Come on, tell the truth." (laughs) From then on, I kind of it was very endearing that kind of the comedy, the way. What's her face? The Zora was like, "Oh, we're destined to be married." Every se- the look of panic and shock on his face. <laughs> now, on the subject of Link, I I don't quite get why everybody likes Link. He's a very cool character design, but there's not really mm-hmm. a character there. He is very much a blank. Because because I would like it if if while while Ruto is saying those things, say Link actually does some mannerisms or or says something that gives him a bit of character or. You know, maybe have him look weird at the Goron who's dancing for two minutes, or any, any anything that's a character. I got I got character off him in terms of you know being cheeky with the princess and being shocked at being betrothed to a Zora princess and this that and the other. It's the uh, the uh, what you call it the animations for when you're standing dosing about doing nothing, where he's practicing with his sword and stuff. Oh, I yeah. thought it was enough. Really? Okay. For me, yeah. Right. I, I think I'm not I'm saying a, you're wrong. It's just difference of opinion. But I think in the later games, and I'm not going to say too much about anything at all because you know what the score is. I think he gets buffed out a bit. Um, I'll, I'll agree with you on later games. Like I think, especially uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess, that's a link mm-hmm. I liked in the end because because yeah. he felt like somebody, not that blank shell kind of thing. Yes. So I was just curious how you felt about it. So Dave, lying in bed on whatever mo- I've been on holiday all week, so I'm lying in bed in the morning, and Emily comes through, who's six, and she's like just sits and she starts watching me playing it. She's watching me playing it. And it's 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 a nice thing because she likes just watching it through, watching it through. Mm-hmm. So, right, okay. I'm in the fire temple, which, as it turns out, to answer your question from earlier, is my favorite <laughs> temple. All right. And uh, I love the boss at the end of the fire temple. That dragon was the good a good amount of different attack modes I suppose Okay. Yeah. as opposed to just the same three moves so I liked him anyway Fire Temple was lovely I thought saving the Gorons was, was just I wanted to save the Goron oh, you know, cool I wanted to free them I kind of thought it was a wee bit annoying that when you saved one he just said listen mate here's a tip I'm off ski <laughs> instead of I'll help you it was, it was yeah, very yeah, much no. uh, they're I'm very selfish people they are but I'm sitting I'm playing at a free Goron and a sound plays Okay. Well, as you free All the right. Goron, and Amelie says, "Did you find a memory?" I'm like, "What? What are you talking about? Okay. Did I find a memory?" And then it clicked. It's the same sound from Breath of the Wild when you find oh, a memory. <laughs> that's great. And I'm like, wow, I wonder how much stuff I've just glazed over and she's picked up that. From, from <laughs> I'll tell you what, the, the, 
playing from the beginning, they love certain sound effects. Like even mm-hmm. here, I can spot certain sound effects that they've used in Super Mario 64. And it's like, ha ha, I know where that's from. <laughs> um, I did try to play it with my daughter. My daughter walked into the room, went, ooh, Zelda. And then went, ooh, ooh. Oh. And then walked straight out. <laughs> yeah. This was, this was not a mother or father-daughter bonding time. All right, so on the ups and downs, where do you come on this one? Would, would you recommend this to a Zelda fan, even though oh, it's God, not? Yeah. Right. Okay. I, I think a Zelda fan has probably played it. Someone that has never touched a Zelda game, I think it's well, like... we might have a lot of new fans coming from Breath of the yeah. Wild, too. We might. All you listeners out there that have just played Breath of the Wild and you want to dip into something else, this is not a bad shout. I think any earlier than this... You might run into, so like, you're, I, you're talking from the 3ds perspective i'm guessing yeah yeah okay yeah why what are you thinking because well, because that's that's where I, from what i've heard of the 3ds port if i was going to recommend this to everybody it would not be the n64 oh right yeah god no don't don't do the n64 get it on the 3ds it's when you look at, even if you just Google side by side, have you Googled side by side, Dave? That's totally. No, I, I mean, I would have been jealous. Absolutely beautiful. And wow, that is not fair. Th- those comparison pictures. That's oh, are you not having fair. a look? Yeah, I have took a look. A look. At, oh yeah! Oh my goodness! It's it's something else, and it's funny because it's the same as what were we playing what were we playing we were playing Day of the Tentacle and you said something along the lines of the remaster is the way you remember the old one being and when I was looking at the comparisons I was thinking I can't think of playing an N64 game that didn't look like (laughs) you know it it just it blew my mind and it's obviously it's a big game and it's a feat of gaming design and engineering and, and coding to get crammed that much into it but yeah. it didn't look the greatest. No, just looking at the side-by-side of, of, of Young Link. Wow. The, whoa, this King Dodongo. Oh, that's not fair. Yeah, and I think you'll like this more than I would appreciate it, but you've got a boss gauntlet mode. So you head, Ooh, back, yeah. to, you head back to town, you go to sleep, and you have the opportunity to go and face off against any boss or all of them back-to-back. Ah, that is kind of nice. So there's timed boss gauntlet leaderboards and stuff for how oh, quickly cool. you can... Yeah. I, I would have been 50 minutes on Bongo Bongo. <laughs> <laughs> so so I guess I guess my, my final thoughts would be, man, I should have played it on 3DS. But it was nice to go back and play the same game I played as a kid. I don't think I'll play this one again, to be completely honest. And if I do, it will be on 3DS. But it seems like every time I boot up a Zelda game, I always forget they're 90% puzzle, 10% combat. And in my brain, my brain is always, oh yeah, you have got some great combat. And I will give this that. The, the boss fights are a lot of fun, almost every single one of them. I mean, you know, Twin Rova is a little frustrating, but for the most part, they're all really good. I think the uh, the graphics have not held up near near as good as they should have. Uh, the sound, it's amazing what they managed to get out of that little MIDI chip, right? Because, I mean, they couldn't use real instrumentation. Not yet, anyway. So, all in all, I think it's an enjoyable game. I still don't get why it gets as much love as it does. I don't know why people think this is the best one. Uh, I don't know how you feel about it, but the story department, 
I mean, well, I don't think you would know this, but it, it's almost a point-for-point point remake of Link to the Past on the SNES. Like, down to the six sages okay. you have to rescue, except they're their maidens. But it's pretty much the exact same thing. So, yeah, I, I guess I would recommend this if you did play Breath of the Wild and, and you don't have anything else, but you can buy the virtual console or you have somebody who knows has the 3DS port. I think it's worth your time as a Zelda fan, but I don't think this game will convert anybody into a Zelda fan. No, I think I agree with all of the words you have just said and <laughs> that order. I think, yeah, if you come from Breath of the Wild, it's a good place to be. I think if you were going to do it, if you got done Breath of the Wild and think, I, I actually really like Zelda, where do I go next? Hit Ocarina and then just work your way forward from there. Go Majora's Mask next and just keep on rolling yeah, along that. Yeah, that's a pretty good order because there's yeah. really no duds after this. No. I mean, this isn't a dud either, but, you know, there's no, well, this one was kind of weak. They're all pretty much surefire hits. Yeah, they pretty much are. And when I say this is my least favourite, I I'm trying to say that I my brain has moved with the times as has my fingers and this <laughs> it, there was just too many tricky wee bits that have been smoothed out over time in terms of control and user interface and you know story design and as you say gating it's just an older Zelda get it's still really Yeah, good. you can tell right off the bat this is not anywhere near recent. We we've come leaps and bounds. Yeah. Ahead of this. All right. So I'm sure you know the usual spiel by now. Hit us on Facebook, Twitter, what have you. Tell us why we're doing a terrible job. And other than that, well, all I have to say is thank you very much for listening, and we'll catch you next time. Say goodbye, Craig. Bye. 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 <laughs> bye. 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 Bye.